0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Auto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dillonado featuring Oklahoma State golfer Maddie Henson Tolchard. Maddie, welcome. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. Really glad to get you on the podcast here. And I mean, you're back home in Australia. I mean, it's just, how have things been lately for you?
1: Uh, pretty busy. I've actually had a little bit of downtime away from the golf course, which has been kind of nice. Um, but yeah, seeing lots of friends, family, Um, being out on the boat a lot on the ocean. So all yeah, right, it's really nice. It's summer. So taking in all the sun.
0: Absolutely. That's right. Cause the seasons are different. That's right. So, oh, that's pretty great. Being able to get on the boat and stuff. Not, uh, not, not, not many people are doing that over here in the United States. So that's pretty sweet, <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that everything is going well and you're able to get back with your family and stuff and kind of enjoy your break a little bit. Um, but, uh, well then, I mean, we'll get into the questions here, you know, obviously you're in Australia and stuff, but you know, maybe we'll just kind of give it a, a refresher for everybody here, you know, where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf?
1: Um, So I'm originally from Perth, Western Australia um, and I've lived here my whole life and I started playing golf when I was about two years old Wow! Um, and yeah, dad got me into the game. He's a golfer himself and I've got grandparents that play and my sister plays now, which is awesome. Um, Yeah, I've been playing for a really long time. I started all the competitive golf when I was about eight years old, I think.
0: Wow. Eight, I mean, two years old starting out playing and then eight years old with the competitive golf. I mean, that's definition of starting them young right there. Um, but, you know, that's that's great though. I mean, you have a kind of a family, you know, a few family members, golfers and stuff. And, um, but that's awesome. That's great. And, um, you know, I know high school is kind of like, it's not really a thing in Australia. Is that right?
1: No, we don't have high school teams like what I right. have about in the u.s yeah. we've got one golf academy here in perth uh-huh. um and it's called the como golf academy it's like a golf school um but it's nowhere like what the u.s is where there's teams at every high school and everyone competes against each other like college basically mm-hmm. right um so yeah i never played for a high school team
0: gotcha so i mean so you were a part of a, an academy basically that was your high school golf would you say or what did you do for your, um, your quote-unquote high school golf
1: yeah so our individual states so there's seven states in Australia mm-hmm. and each state has their own organization sure. um so I'm I played under golf WA and then there was like golf New South Wales and golf Victoria and all that type of stuff and you were a part of a state squad and okay. um, each year like there's tournaments all over the summertime and throughout the year that you can play. But every year there's a state team that's selected and it was six girls and six guys. And then all the states play in April against each other and you do an Australian junior championship and you play like just a normal individual event. But then there was a team's event attached to that tournament after that had finished and you played match play against all the other teams like state teams around the country
0: oh gotcha match play at a pretty young age then okay gotcha that's something you know I don't see you don't see very much in the U.S. is match play at such a young age like that but um I mean kind of talk about those days maybe growing up and playing in those tournaments and you know just what kind of scores were you shooting at such a young age I'm really curious about that
1: <laughs> it was funny I was cleaning my room out the other day yeah and i I found um, a list of goals that I had made in like 2011 wow. and it made me laugh because one of the first goals that I had was to get a handicap uh-huh. and like break a hundred. So gotcha. <laughs> when I out, it was not so great. Um, but I entered my, I got into my first state team when I was 12 years old. So I was shooting sort of probably low 80s and sort of high 70s around that age I would say yeah. and then I, I got better from there obviously um, but yeah <laughs> at that age it was sort of mid to low 80s and high 70s.
0: Gotcha so I mean while you know while you're playing you know with teams like this and you know it's just I think it's a really interesting thing you know I've had a couple people obviously not from the U.S. on the podcast and it's kind of similar to that and um, you know I'm curious about outside of that I mean junior tournament wise and you know I'm looking at back at your resume here and I'm you know checking you know out your history a little bit and I mean you played in a lot of junior events obviously in Australia but you came to the U.S. as well and played I mean kind of Talk about junior tournaments and how competitive were they in Australia?
1: Um, when I was growing up, we had a really good pool of young juniors. I uh-huh. was sort of always on the younger end of that. I was always the youngest in the team and all that kind of stuff. Um but we had a really good group of competitive girls from all around the country. And I played on Australian teams with them all and at interstate series when we had those state team matches. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was very, very competitive. And a lot of those girls have now gone on and turned professional and are doing really well on the professional tours. So that's really cool for me to see. Um, But yeah, like competitive wise in Australia, it was really, really full-on, I would say, trying to win tournaments (laughs) is tough. It was (laughs) was very hard going. Um, But then, yeah, I I got selected by Golf Australia for my first event um, over in the US when I was 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was the Thunderbird that they host in Arizona. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So I started traveling to the U.S. when I was pretty young as well. And then I played a couple of summer seasons over in the U.S. And it was interesting to see if there was any differences between the Gulf, mm-hmm. between the countries and Australia's competitive. But I felt like the U.S. was just sort of a different kind of competitive. Like everyone was very full on over there.
0: Uh-huh, gotcha. So okay, I totally see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I think it's just really interesting to see that, You know, even in the junior tournaments, you know, you're traveling to other countries and playing golf, you know, like that's, that's pretty dedicated right there. And I mean, you had a ton of accolades in your junior career. I mean, you won numerous times in Australia at a young age, um, at 16 years old, became one of the youngest to ever win the Australian girls amateur championship. And I mean, in, you know, us junior girls amateur in us, you know, going and qualifying for that tournament. I mean. And, you know, you were a regular in both playing professional and amateur events, you know, that was kind of something that I, I feel a lot of people in other countries do whenever, you know, they're, you know, they're playing in professional tournaments in their home country and stuff. And, I mean, it's just a ton of accolades I and mean, I could go on and on here. I mean, you played in just uh, a very, very decorated junior career and congratulations on that. Um Thanks. I mean, after you know seeing your career and obviously you've you know you've gone through your you know your junior years and stuff and you look back on it I mean what was kind of the highlight of your junior career would you say?
1: Um, Definitely the two weeks where I won the Australian junior yeah. and then backed it up as a team and won the interstate series and I was actually the captain of that team for that that week, so that was a pretty awesome thing to have happened because it was in my hometown. I had all my family and friends out there supporting me, so that was really cool. And that also opened up a couple of doors with professional events as well. Because winning the Australian Junior, I got a start in the Australian Women's Open the following year. Nice, and then it sort of like that was my first real big win, and I think that gave me a lot of confidence moving forward. That mm-hmm. like hey, I can compete and I can really like show these girls that I'm here to play as well. So, um, yeah, that was definitely one of the most memorable parts of my junior career.
0: Yeah and I mean finding that success at such a young age is you know it's really important like you talked about you know it can kind of you know show you that hey I can compete and play with these gals and you know the confidence goes a long ways in the game of golf and to be able to not only find you know success in your home country but you know to go and play in the US and stuff like that I think it's just I really applaud you for doing that at such a young age I mean that that's a lot of traveling and that you know it's pretty intense I mean the flight let's just look at the flight here going from Australia to the US is intense. I mean, it's just really congratulations on that really applaud you on everything you've done. Thank you. Yeah, it's just I mean, really, really great. And how do you think, you know, playing in, you know, obviously playing in, you know, super elite tournaments in Australia, playing tournaments in the US and stuff? How do you think that developed you as a player from such a young age?
1: I think it was just the variety of um, courses that I was able to play and then like obviously different conditions with the weather and different grasses. I mean, the US courses are very different to what I play in Australia and even different places in Australia are very vastly different as well. Um, So it was a great way to sort of develop different skills and um, obviously get exposed to basically everywhere around the world. Cause I played a little bit in Asia as well. And Asia's obviously very competitive with their golf as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it was great growing up, being able to travel so much. And I feel very privileged that I had the opportunity to do that sort of stuff.
0: That is just so impressive. I just think it's just, it's so cool to hear, you know, these experiences that you've had at such a young age and, you know, it's crazy what golf can do, bring all you girls together and play these tournaments in in totally different countries. I think that's so cool. And I mean, uh, something I kind of really want to you know, pinpoint on are those pro tournaments that you played in Australia. And I mean, at such an age before you even, you know, going to college and stuff, I mean, what was it like playing in those pro events and, and teen it up with them?
1: Uh, at 16 years old, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty nerve wracking.
0: <laughs> I bet. Uh,
1: it uh, Golf Australia does a really awesome job with that sort of stuff. If you win major tournaments here, then you get they have spots available for those people that win the events to go into the professional events. Gotcha. Um, so like I said before, I won the Australian junior. So I got a start in the Australian open. And mm-hmm. then that same year in, I think October or November, I won the Victorian amateur Mm -hmm. and that got me a start in the Victorian Open which is a men's and women's pro tournament so that's a really big one here as well um so I played those two events back to back when I was just turned 17 I think wow the Vic Open was great I think I was more starstruck than anything (laughs) because it was my first professional event well big professional event and I was like oh my goodness yeah Um, went the week when I got to the Australian Open it sort of hit a little bit harder and I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life <laughs> well I,
0: I mean <laughs> I don't blame you it,
1: it was great though I loved it
0: <laughs> yeah and I mean what did you like what are some things maybe you've learned about maybe yourself or just the professional golf world playing those tournaments
1: definitely in last well two weeks ago when I played the Australian Open yeah um it was a bit eye-opening because I was like, I am able to be very competitive even on the professional scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a tough week. I had I didn't really have much time to recover from jet lag or anything like that. Um, but I think I did well considering... Um, I got off a plane on Sunday and had to play on the Thursday, but yeah, it's, it's awesome to be exposed to that because it's a different kind of nerves. I feel, um, Mm -hmm. and then like the courses are set up differently. I feel like they're always a little bit longer than what we play in the college stuff. So yeah, I, I think it's a great way to sort of develop and see where you're at and what you need to work on moving forward for like turning professional eventually.
0: Right. And, you know, I'm really curious about, you know, the recruiting process for you, because, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there were probably gals that you knew in Australia that didn't even think about doing that and just, you know, play professional. I mean, I'm curious about what made you want to play college golf. And if so, how did you go about the recruiting process?
1: I must admit, college wasn't really a big thing in Australia. When yeah. I was growing up, there was a couple of girls here and there, more so the guys that went over to the U.S. and played. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it wasn't really a big concern for me when I was younger. And then when I started going over to the U.S. and playing in the U.S. events, there was coaches everywhere. And I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't know why they were following me when I yeah. was playing. Um, so yeah, I got exposed to it when I was about 15 and then it sort of became a topic of discussion every now and again with my parents for a while, but I never thought too much about it. Uh And then when I was in my last year of high school in 2019, um, and I was getting ready to come over in July and play, um, more of the junior summer events. Uh That's when I really made the decision. Like, I think this is what I want to do just because I felt like my game needed more development, and I wasn't ready to turn professional straight away after high school. So I am very, very happy that I made the decision to come. Um, and yeah, I got recruited by Oklahoma State that summer in
0: 2019. Wow. And I mean, was Oklahoma State, I mean, there's there had to have been numerous of other schools that were recruiting you. I mean, what... Well, I mean, obviously you're from Australia, and like you're trying to get as much insight as you can from these schools, and you know, I'm sure going on visits and stuff. Like, what what was that like? What schools were you like really interested in?
1: So I had quite a few schools approach me, and it was very overwhelming because I didn't know much about any of the schools or the histories or anything. Like, it sounds bad, but I had no idea the history behind Oklahoma State. Mum did a lot of research. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She was on the internet all the time looking up stats and past players and all that type of stuff. And um, yeah, so I had three schools that I mainly looked at um, Uh and they were Virginia, Oklahoma State and Oregon. Gotcha. Um, I did an official visit to Virginia that summer in 2019, um, but then I got recruited by Greg and Maddie in at like U.S. Juniors and IMG Junior Worlds and stuff like that. And then in September, after I went back home for a couple of months, I went back to the U.S. Wow. and did an official visit, which was I think I spent more time in the air than I did actually on campus. It was, <laughs> Wow. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. It was pretty hectic, Um, but yeah, after I got back from that trip, I had probably a month left of high school, so I finished that off, and then I committed, like, in November 2019.
0: Gotcha, wow, I mean, that is just, I mean, we, we talked about, you know, the junior tournaments and stuff, and doing all that travel, and then doing all this travel for recruiting stuff, and visits, and like you said, spending more time in the air than you were on the ground, you know, on soil in the U.S., I mean, that's just... That is intense. And yeah, I mean, you're trying to you don't know much about these schools because obviously, you know, people from the U.S., they think, okay, you know, they know these schools and history and stuff. But I mean, you're going into this, you know, really blind and you're trying to figure it out. I mean, that's a very over. It's a good uh, maybe a good overwhelming process, maybe. But it was great that you're able to have a lot of attention, you know, schools attract, you know, coming to you and wanting you to come play for them. I mean, why did you commit to Oklahoma State? What was there about the university that you really liked, or what did your mom find that you really liked?
1: (laughs) Well, obviously, like the golf facilities are incredible. Austin Creek is probably one of the best places I've ever been. Um, So we're very, very lucky to have that. Um, And then I think one of the biggest things was the team itself. I didn't get to meet anyone on my first official visit that I went to on at, at Virginia. It made a big difference for me being able to meet the girls that I could potentially be on a team with. And they were also welcoming and it just felt like a really safe environment to be in. And yeah, they they pretty much sold it for me, I think. The yeah. campus is so beautiful and um, all the facilities with like the athletics program and all that type of stuff. It's just mind-blowing for me because we have nothing like that in australia at all at our universities so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's pretty much why
0: absolutely well i mean it's very intense at oklahoma state you know i mean they take their like you said their athletics you know pretty serious and um especially you know the golf programs but i mean it's it's just so cool to be able to hear you know the reasons why you know you chose oklahoma state and just your whole process because it's just totally different you know, being, coming from another country and just doing all that. I, you know, there's so much that, that is so unknown, you know, that a lot of people don't even think about. So, um, but it's, it's great that you're able to do that.
1: I think um, also like, because I've been over here for over in the U S for a couple of years now, Uh um, there's a lot more interest from the younger golfers here back in Australia of going to the US and I've had a lot of them ask questions and reach out to me asking how the process works and all that type of stuff so I feel like I'm a good resource for everybody now because I've been there done that and they're trying to find their way as well so yeah that's really cool.
0: Absolutely. I mean, being a role model to you know the junior golfers over there, and um, just leaving your footprint, and you know being one that goes over and plays college golf instead of just turning professional. So that that's great. That's awesome, especially when you're able to help out the you know the junior golfers any chance you can. Um, but I mean, how have your experiences been at Oklahoma State so far? I mean, I know you're you know you're like you said you're a few years into it now. Um, you know wh- what what. What comes along with being a golfer at Oklahoma State? And you know, maybe just take us through what a, a week is at Oklahoma State.
1: Um, it's pretty busy and full on. We work out three times a week very early in the morning at like 6 30. Yeah, that's like <laughs> um,
0: standard, I feel like. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's always early mornings for workouts. Um, and then generally we all go to class in the morning as well um and get that out of the way. So then we can go out to the golf course in the afternoon and practice in the afternoon. So it's always pretty full on in that regard. And we generally travel every second week to a tournament. So um on our off weeks we have qualifying on the weekends. So there's not really much room for time off. Right. And we have in the schoolwork somewhere. Yeah. Um but, yeah, it's a pretty full on schedule, but we travel to some pretty awesome places as well. So, I mean, we went to Pebble Beach earlier in the fall yeah. season um, and then we're heading to the Bahamas, the first tournament back in the spring. So wow. it's very, very privileged yeah, it's- to be able to go to so many cool places that you only dream of doing. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome life to live.
0: We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world, and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Kenyon, and can be made for over thirty thousand golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable. And Cordy from Golf Science Lab says. They're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or a green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at putviewbooks. Yeah, and I mean, just like you said, you know being able to go play at you know places the Carmel Cup, you know that's that's pretty spectacular East Lake, I mean there's you're going to the Bahamas. I mean that's just people think wow, that's college golf like that's that's living right there. <laughs> That is just so awesome though. And I, and being able to hear these experiences, you know, that you know, just, you feel so appreciative of. And, um, and I, I feel like maybe local, the women's team, at Oklahoma state, there's a lot of people that are from other countries, you know, players and stuff. And I feel like, was that like kind of well, welcoming for you whenever you were kind of getting things rolling there?
1: Yeah. Um, when I first started, I think we had more girls from international countries than we did American girls. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's, it was a really good thing for me when I first started because my start was probably not the traditional way to going into college. Cause I actually didn't go my first semester because COVID sort of stuffed everything right. up at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I studied online my first semester and then I was sort of chucked into everything straight away in the spring, but having a lot of international girls, everyone was kind of in the same boat with the COVID situation. Uh-huh. Um, everyone pretty much couldn't get home. So we were stuck in still water. So everyone, internationally knows the homesickness feeling and how hard it is being away from family and friends and that. So um, I think that helped me a lot get through my first year not being able to see my family and friends.
0: Right. Yeah. I think I just thought that I just kind of thought of that on the spot, you know, and I think that's, you know, it's really cool. You're able to kind of share that journey with all of them as well. And um, now I just have some stats here from your first couple of years, freshman year, scoring average, 73.05. Obviously you're, you know, you were kind of thrown into it in the spring semester and stuff, but I mean, Hey, that's, you know, multiple top 15 finishes, your freshman year, sophomore year, scoring average, 71.65, you know, a few top 10 finishes and including an individual win at the regionals, which was at, you know, still, which was in Stillwater. I mean, you've been a main contributor you know, to your team this past semester. I mean, just, you know, really, really impressive results. And I just feel like you're really becoming kind of one of, you know, the, the, one of the people on the team, if that's, if that's what you want to say, I guess. Um, But I mean, just what has it been like to see your progress from when you first got to Oklahoma state to now and how comfortable you are with everything?
1: Um, it's been really cool to see how my game has progressed over the last couple of years. I think being in a competitive environment constantly has really pushed me. And also when I first started, like the team was stacked. We had like Maya Stark and Liana was on the team still. And like I was fighting week in, week out to get my spot on the team. So grinding, it was- it was pretty tough going to start with, but uh-huh. I think that really helped me sort of find this fire to like always keep pushing, never give up. Um, so, yeah, that was really, really good to to see a big development in my game in that sense. Um, and I think I've also become a lot more comfortable the more I play over there. Mm-hmm. Um, to start with, it was a bit rocky because, I mean, new it's... sort of new place yeah. to live. I've moved out of home at 18. Like it was pretty crazy to start with. Um, but now that I've been over there for a couple of years, I feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more settled. And I feel like my golf has sort of taken that with it as well.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're getting new to, to everything new. I mean, that is just, and that's why, you know, when I played junior college golf, there were a lot of, you know, a lot of guys from Australia and other countries that came and I just, really applauded them and and yourself and you know people that come from other countries like that because it's just totally new everything and you are just yourself and you just got to figure it out (laughs) like so uh, just hats off to you for doing that I think I think that's just very impressive oh thanks and I'm in another thing I'm curious about is you now, your junior golf experiences to Division One Golf. I mean, what were some of the key differences that you saw from, you know, going Oklahoma State and starting out there and stuff?
1: It felt like a really big step up. Um, I mean, over in Australia, I was playing probably the same tournaments year in, year out against the same people all the time. So you knew what your competition was, like mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and then going to the US, your going to different courses every second week, you're playing against different people from different schools, different kinds of grasses and weather conditions and all that kind of stuff. So I felt like it was a big step in trying to adapt to so many new things at once. Mm -hmm. Um, it was definitely challenging. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, once again, I mean, it's just something totally new to you. And I mean, just going through that is uh, a lot of people, even from the U S that go to college golf, it's it's a huge change. So, I mean, it, it's great that you've been able to, you know, really adapt to it. And like you said, you know, now that you have got a couple of years under your belt there, you feel really comfortable with things. And I mean, I'm sure you're just looking forward to, you know, getting back at it this next semester.
1: Yeah I'm really looking forward to the tournaments we've got set up.
0: <laughs> yeah it's a great schedule um, and I'm curious about maybe goals for yourself. Do you like to set goals for yourself? Have you maybe set goals for the remainder of this semester or your college career?
1: Um, So I generally set goals at the beginning of every like season. So in the fall, I set all my goals up and they follow into the spring as well. Um, a couple of them have already passed and have been achieved and some haven't been achieved, but that's fine. Yeah. Um yeah, I've definitely got my sights set on a couple of things for, like, making certain tournaments and reaching certain rankings and all that type of stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a few there that I'm focusing on at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, maybe what are, what are some of those goals maybe if you uh... – elaborate on them a little bit if you want
1: so the biggest one that i've been focusing on for a couple of years um is trying to get an invite into the augusta nationals women amateur Mm -hmm, um i want to play that event so bad so that's a big focus obviously it's kind of out of my control a little bit unless i get my ranking up but then um i want to try and obviously be all american again try and get first team this time instead of second team um I want to back up my big 12 player of the year from last year. Yeah, Uh, I want to get my ranking into the top 50 in the world. That's been a big focus. And yeah, hopefully win maybe one or two events individually coming up as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's big goals here for Madison. I mean, these are, you know, and those are absolutely achievable. I mean, you are a very serious golfer and, you know, some serious games. So I have no doubt in my mind that you'll be able to achieve those goals and, you know, look forward to seeing you achieve those goals. And I'm really curious about after college. I mean, obviously professional golf is probably something you've always dreamt of, you know, growing up and stuff. I mean, have you put any thought into maybe after college and professional golf?
1: A little bit, actually. It's been a bit of a discussion topic with mum and dad recently. I definitely want to finish my degree, get that done. Um, I've always wanted to do that. And then once I finish that, I want to try and get a card somewhere, either Ladies European Tour or LPGA, mm-hmm. um, even Symmetra Tour would be great. Just somewhere to start and sort of find my feet a little bit because it's going to be a big transition again, like it was going from right. junior golf college golf it's going to be a big transition going from college golf into professional stuff Mm um so yeah I'll get all the school stuff out of the way first and then take the next step from there
0: gotcha well and it'll be kind of cool you know to be able to play with the girls that you play with in college and you'll probably see you know a majority of them trying to play professional as well so you'll be able to you know know some people a little bit whenever you're going through it but it's still I'm sure it'll be a you know like you said you know that big of a change from you know the junior golf to college golf and college golf, to professional golf, but it's, it's great to hear kind of your plans and stuff. And obviously, you know, getting a card anywhere is every, you just want a place to play. That's what everybody wants. So, (laughs) but it's great to hear those goals though. And I'm really excited for, you know, not, not only the remainder of your college career, but your professional career as well, because I mean, like I said, when I'm, you know, obviously I knew what kind of player you were. I mean, they don't just take any slouches at Oklahoma state, but, you know, really diving into your resume very serious player we have on our hands here. So, Um, but um, next section of the show here is a ham and egg section. Just like to ask them for fun questions and stuff. And um, the first one here, I'm always curious about, you know, golfers, whenever they start to feel the nerves and stuff. And do you have a moment or something that you've been the most nervous on the golf course?
1: Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, the Australian open three years ago Uh when I played, that I, I can't describe the feeling of what that was like, but I had uncontrollable body shakes from head to toe and like that butterfly feeling in your stomach. And standing over that first tee shot with quite a few hundred people watching <laughs> me, walk, I was like, I just hope I hit this straight. Yeah. And I had all my family and friends there as wow. well. So- it was, yeah, that was the most nervous I think I've ever been. And it took me a couple of holes to like settle down as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, I bet. I mean, that's a very serious thing. I mean, to be able to be playing in your home country family there and stuff. I mean, that is just super intense. And I mean, since that moment, you know, do you, is there, are there certain things that you do whenever you get in high pressure situations that kind of calm yourself down at all?
1: Um, I generally try and focus on my breathing a lot, try and like take deeper breaths to calm myself down a little bit. Um, also if I've got a caddy with me, I just talk like stupid stuff with my caddy (laughs) just to try and keep my mind off stuff. Um, and then I also have like this little trick to sort of, focus the tension in like one spot it's like I just grip my fists really really tight and squeeze it for like three seconds and then release all the pressure and it sort of focus focuses all the stress in that one area and Mm -hmm. then eventually everything will just release from my body so yeah I try those three things mainly
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's crazy what your body can do whenever you start to feel nerves or or the jitters or something when you're playing. But yeah, it's great to hear the things that you do, you know, to kind of calm yourself down and stuff. And do you find I'm just kind of thinking of this now? Do you is there like, like, I know some people, it doesn't matter how many times they tee it up. They always get nervous on the first tee. Is there ever like a is there something particular that just makes you nervous?
1: It's weird. Some tournaments I can be really, really nervous. And then Mm -hmm. others, I've just got like this complete calm serenity around me. Okay. Um, It sort of depends on the event. Um, Like something like the Australian Open, like, Nervous as anything, even in the practice round, like I played with Cameron Smith and I was so nervous. Wow, um, and then like there's other tournaments, like there's been a couple of college events where I'm really nervous. When we played the Carmel Cup uh-huh. at Peyton Beach, like for some reason, I was so nervous at that event. And then when we hosted regionals, um, at Carston, I was nervous for that as well. But mm. that was because my mum was there and we were playing at home and everything was um a little bit more intense than it usually is but yeah there's other events when I'll feel nothing so it's it's weird
0: yeah I just I just kind of thought of that on the spot and you know and you talking about playing at Carson and stuff and you know your, your you know your parent your mom being there and stuff and you came out on top I bet that was a great feeling to be nervous and then come out and win with family there and stuff I'm sure yeah, that, that, that felt
1: great <laughs> yeah
0: I'm sure that did that's what everybody wants to do um but yeah it's just I, I love hearing the kind of the nerves that go golfers deal with and stuff um but the next question i have here for you is i mean the game of golf is filled with ups and downs and you know very frustrating moments and you know a lot of rewarding stuff though um you know is there a reason why you play the game of golf or you really enjoy the game um
1: i think just because i've had a love for it since i was so young and it's really the only sport i've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really did anything else growing up. Like I, I was a dancer for a little while and then I gave that up to focus on my golf. So I think it, the other thing is I can play it with my family, like my dad and my sister and my grandparents. And, um, I just feel at home when I'm on the golf course. Like I love going out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I would have it ever, any other way. I just love I love playing golf.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's the best game out there. I mean, you, you ask me, you know, it's it's the best game out there. But, you know, it's really cool to hear that. Like you said, you know, you just feel very at home whenever you're playing the game of golf. And it's able to connect you on a deeper level, maybe even with your, you know, with your dad and your family and stuff. So, but. uh
1: And it's also taken me all over the world. And I've been able to travel to some really cool places and meet awesome people. So it also has the perks with that as well
0: absolutely you got that right that is absolutely true um and you know the next question I have here for you is that you know the junior golfers out there I mean obviously you said you know you're kind of you know you're I, I mean i I'll say it you're basically a role model for a lot of you know junior golfers over in Australia and stuff and you know is there any advice that you know you tell these junior golfers or you know any anything to help them with their game or recruiting purposes I
1: think the one thing I always ask kids when I see them is like, do you enjoy yourself? Like Uh if you enjoy yourself, you're going to have success. Um, So I always make sure that they love the game and it's really what they want to do. But with like recruiting stuff, I always tell them um, like, make sure you really love your coaches and the place you're going to be at because like, you're going to be living there and you're going to be away from home and you want to feel comfortable in a place that you choose. Absolutely, um, and That was a big thing for me when I was going through the recruiting process is I wanted to feel At home, away from home,
0: Mm -hmm, definitely because, like you said, you know you're going to be at this place for you know potentially you know four years of your life. So yeah, you definitely want to feel comfortable. Um, But yeah, I think that's definitely great to you know even look at you know do you enjoy the game of golf? Because if they're just kind of you know just kind of like doing it because their parents have and they're telling them to do it or they don't really enjoy it, then it's going to be a long road for them. (laughs) But um, but that's great though. I think that's really cool that you're able to have these personal relationships with junior players out there and educate them on what it's like that's awesome um and then the next question i've here for you is you know kind of like what's in the bag i mean obviously you know i know oklahoma state is kind of a bigger um you know they have like a manufacturer they like to work with and stuff i think they're more of a ping school but um you know is there a club manufacturer that you've been with kind of your whole life or you know maybe take us you know what's in the bag
1: um, so I've been with Schrickson my whole life, actually. Gotcha. Um, they've been, um, a big supporter of me since I was about 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one thing going to Oklahoma state. I had to make sure of is like, could I still continue that relationship with them? Because mm-hmm. I knew that they were, that Oklahoma state was a big ping school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were fine with it. So I'm actually the only one on the team that doesn't use a tightless golf ball. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I've got all the like shrix and irons. I've got the Cleveland wedges, all the tricks and woods. Um, I've actually just changed putter mm-hmm. <laughs> as a third round of the Australian Open. Gotcha. Um, so I've got a new putter in the bag at the moment. It's a bet Nardi, um, so I- yeah yeah giving that a go at the moment
0: gotcha yeah well hey you got to have a rotation you know because you gotta you gotta scare the other putters a little bit to kind of get them into shape and stuff I totally understand
1: Absolutely. that <laughs> <My> <laughs> I totally other misbehaving so badly so I was like you can go in the naughty corner for a while and I'm exactly. gonna try different
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly I mean hey you never know um but yeah, I totally get it but it's really cool to hear the relationship that you've had the tricks on for you know that long of a time and I'm sure whenever you Term professional, there will still be that relationship and stuff there. But um, I think that's just really cool that junior golfers are able to, you know, either join a junior program or have this relationship with a manufacturer because you know golf's an expensive sport and to be able to get you know that connection with golf clubs is huge. So that's awesome. Next question I have here for you is kind of like you know we talked about the nerves and the most nervous you've been on the golf course, but maybe you out of all the success and, you know, wins and, you know, high finishes you've had and stuff, you know, is there a moment that you really cherish or can look back on that, you know, that you've accomplished in your life?
1: Tournament wise, probably my favorite moment was when um, I won at the, the Stillwater Regional, yeah. having Mum there to actually see that happen and be there for that whole week and see me win in the US at a college event, because up until that point, none of my family had actually been over to see Oklahoma State. Gotcha. Um, So that was a really special week to have everybody from Caston out there supporting and Mum there and everything. Um, but also, like when I won Australian Junior. Like Mm -hmm. that was an awesome feeling as well, because that was my first big win. I had family there as well. And then we backed it up with the interstate series. So that's definitely a core memory as well.
0: Absolutely. And I just go back to that, that Stillwater regionals. I mean, I know whenever I was playing growing up in front of my parents, you always wanted, I always wanted to do really good, but you know, that's awesome that you're able to, you know, win in front of your mom like that. And that's just a huge congratulations on that. And, you know, in australia stuff as well because you know doing that in your home country is i mean that's got to be pretty special as well so um do you ever play those moments back in your head like winning those tournaments like i mean that's something and nobody will ever be able to take away from you
1: yeah a 100 percent. sometimes i go back and i reflect on them and i'm like oh that was such a cool week i want that feeling again and that's what motivates me to keep going and pushing to make sure i get another win because the feeling of getting the win is just crazy. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with golf, it doesn't happen a ton. So when you have that moment, you got to cherish it. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, But next question here is, you know, you played in the Australian open the, you know, the most recent one, like you said, you played practice round with Cameron Smith. I mean, once again, that's another pro event that is in your home country that you played. you know, that you've, you've played in numerous other pro events and that's another one to add to it. What's it like now when you played in the Australian open recently?
1: It was just another great experience. It was awesome to be able to come home and have the invite to play in it because I didn't know that I was going to get the invite. I had just been in Thailand playing a tournament and then had flown back to the U.S. And then two days after getting back, they were like, you've got an invite into the Aussie Open. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I had to get everything sorted out to be able to come and play. And I'm so glad I did because it was an awesome week. Um, I had dad caddy for me. Um, My mom and my sister flew over um on the midnight horror to come and watch me play wow um, which was really really cool um I had my grandparents there um I got to see a lot of old friends which I hadn't seen in a really long time who are now professionals and playing out on tour wow Uh, So yeah it was an awesome week and definitely that day that I played with Cameron it was a big shock I didn't know it was gonna happen I was out playing nine holes with um one of my old friends that's now pro and we were just putting on the ninth green and Cameron yeah. and another guy Jason Scribner who plays out on the European tour uh-huh. um, they walked onto the tee box and we were like oh they're probably going to jump in front of us but then Cameron's caddy came and walked over to the green and saw us and was like hey girls do you mind if like the guys join you and it took me wow of, like, two seconds to say of course I was like <laughs> Absolutely can join us. Um, so <laughs> yeah, our our casual practice round that day ended up being a couple of hundred people watching us, cameras everywhere. And wow. yeah, I was nervous on that tee shot of oh, down 10. I was so nervous. Uh, I <laughs> bet. It, it, was, it was really,
0: really cool. That is so awesome. I mean, to be able to, you know, have these experiences and to just, you know, get an invitation to that tournament, let alone, and then to be able to play a practice round with Cameron Smith like that. And uh, it's just so awesome. I mean, that, like I said, that's not, you know, some, nobody will ever be able to take that away from you. So congratulations on that and that week and stuff. That's just, that is so cool. I'm sure there's so many kids that dream of that, you know, being in that position and uh, to be able to have those experiences is just so special. That's awesome. (laughs) We're heading to the last question here. I mean, I always like to end in on kind of, you know, people that have supported you and, you know, that are in your circle and stuff, but, you know, is there a person or group of people that have really inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today?
1: Definitely my family, mom and dad have been amazing my whole life like they're my biggest supporters same with my sister like my sister's a rock star I love her so much she's my best friend and um, they all support me so much and I'm forever grateful for everything they've done up until this point Um, so yeah definitely mom and dad and my sister Georgia who they've been amazing through everything so I can't thank them enough
0: Yeah. I mean, the family is just absolutely, I'm sure you give a lot of appreciation and credit to them and stuff. And, but I mean, there are people that are always going to be there and support you no matter what. So it's great to give some thanks to them whenever you can and stuff. But, um, and I'm sure, like I said, they're going to support you, you know, no matter what happens in your life. So, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's really amazing stuff. I'm really, really glad to have you on here and stuff and be able to tell your story.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been awesome
0: absolutely well that'll wrap up this week's episode everybody madison once again thank you so much for coming on here and i look forward to you know you getting back out there and just tearing it up and the remainder of your college career and professional career and stuff thank you have a good one everybody hey everyone thanks again for listening to this week's episode of scrambling with dylan auto Just want to let you guys know, I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos, so you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.